Rosie. And I'm Hazel. And we are Carrot and Stick. A writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice we find on the internet and seeing if it actually helps us fight writer's block. So today, we are going to be looking at the writer framework. So Shanta Grimes came up with this method. She's a freelance writer who wrote a Medium article we found called How to Be a Good Writer with a Good Life, which I mean, sounds like the dream. That wasn't the full title. It stopped with good life. (laughs) Just so you know. But yeah, basically the idea behind the writer framework is that every day you write down the letters of writer and each letter stands for a different task that you're trying to do that day. So the W stands for write for 10 minutes. The R stands for read for 10 minutes. The I stands for write down 10 ideas. The T stands to talk for someone for 10 minutes who is not someone you live with. The E is for exercise for 10 minutes. And the R is for regroup, presumably for 10 minutes. I don't know. I wasn't so strict about that one. If I felt that I had regrouped, I was just kind of done. I feel like regrouping, I mean, it's such a short thing. That could take 30 seconds, and I think that's perfectly fine. But in general, the 10 minutes rule seems to apply to all of these, where it says, like, if you did it for 10 minutes, you can say that you did it. So how did the challenge work for you, having done it for the past not just one week, but two weeks? It worked okay. I technically, in the last week and a half to two weeks-ish, I um, finished a graphic novel script I was working on, and then I edited the whole thing. So that seemed like it was pretty successful. But it definitely, I feel like it worked in different ways on different days, kind of based on what I needed to do and where I was at. What about yourself? So like, I thought for the most part, it was a pretty big success. Like I was definitely more conscious about fitting in exercise and talking to people, which I think made me happier overall. I want to just hazard a guess and say that it did. And I also got more reading done, like reading that's not in games. This is actually the first challenge that I felt like really strongly about continuing after the two weeks is over. Wow, that's really awesome. Yay. The one downside, though, that I found was that, like, the days that I didn't fill out the full word, like, I missed a couple letters or I didn't do anything, like, I would feel super bad. Because of the way the acronym is set up, it made me feel like I wasn't a writer. And I was (gasps) like, I am, though. I just had a bad day. Don't judge me, acronym. No. (laughs) That's when you need some positive affirmations. Like, I am a writer despite the writer framework. It was like the opposite of a positive affirmation, but that's definitely just mindset. Like, you don't have to think that way. I do feel like when I got all of the letters, I felt very successful. (laughs) Overall, I felt like the challenge was a success. Um, But that being said, I don't feel like I got all the letters like ever. Like there was one day where I got all six of them. And then there were several days where I got five. And for me, I felt like the one downside to this challenge was that I really had to prioritize. And like, I already do that to some extent where it's like, okay, well, today I exercised, but tomorrow I won't exercise, but I'll, you know, be going out and doing things with friends. And it was really hard to kind of chunk some of those things up that I was used to kind of like alternating on days, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it that didn't always work. I mean, it was it kind of depended, though. Like I did... Um, call more people to talk on the phone because of the talk. And I did do some 10 minute yoga videos that I wouldn't have done because of the exercise. So I really liked it for those reasons. But it was difficult to do all of them. See, that's so interesting and very indicative of our different approaches is that if I hadn't done every single one, I felt like I had failed for the day, even if I had done half of them. No, you succeeded in (laughs) half. But that's 
that's still success. Uh, I know I shouldn't be so all or nothing. That's something to take to heart. That's okay. Some of the times we're kind of like improving the challenges, right? So like maybe if you get none, you text me a photo and I tell you that you're still amazing. Maybe that fixes it. That sounds really good. You can just be a rye and that's okay. <laughs> I had one other sort of anecdote, which was that when we started this challenge, I was really stuck. I guess it was basically writer's block where I got to a point in this script I was writing and I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I've thought about it and I still don't know. And I had been putting off writing because I didn't want to deal with the fact that I didn't know how to move forward in this in this like scene, essentially. And I feel like the sit down and you have to work for 10 minutes really did make me work. Like, I feel like I would have put it off for a couple more days. But instead, I was like, well, I have to sit here and write for 10 minutes. And that got me over that hump. And I feel like I thought that aspect of the challenge was really, really cool of just like 10 minutes. That's it. Because also, when you work for 10 minutes, it naturally turns into like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. So I felt like it reminded me of something you said once about your friend's method of like starting to draw where she just tells herself, just draw a circle. And then after a circle, it's like, just add just add some lines to it. And it's like, do the smallest task, followed by the next smallest task. And it felt like that to me of like, write for 10 minutes. That's the smallest amount of time that you can guarantee like, I'm not going to be distracted. Just 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Everyone has 10 minutes, right? Shout out to Razzie. I love that tip so much. And I still use it. Yay. I think it's a good one. It's really good. Yeah. And earlier when we were discussing this season, dear listener, we wanted to try to figure out how to kind of turn that tip into a challenge and we were struggling. So I felt like it was awesome when it just translated into the writer framework for me. I felt like all of these were like, just do it for 10 minutes and then you've started. Same with exercise. Like if I was doing yoga or something for 10 minutes, I was like, well, okay, 15, just as easy. Why not? I do feel like one other downside though was that On some of these days for me, I didn't do as much freelance work because it just kind of added up, you know, like 10 minutes of exercise turning into, you know, 40 minutes is awesome. And then 10 minutes of writing turning into 30 minutes is great. But then suddenly I'm like, okay, so I spent like four hours today on writer framework and like not as much time on my real job that pays the money. So that was, you know, Mm. Definitely a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. I also found a similar thing where I was also stuck on something and it was a piece for work. And um, to get myself unstuck, I was like, okay, I'm just going to work on this personal piece for a while. But then you get into the rhythm and so you keep working on it. But I had to cut myself off at some point and be like, no, like get back to what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Did anything about the challenge surprise you? I thought I'd have a harder time doing the talk section, but I was actually really surprised that like most of the opportunities for that just kind of fell into my lap. Yeah, you only Skyped me like once. So listeners, before we started the challenge, I told Lizzie that I was going to be Skyping her every day because I wasn't going to talk to anybody. So like a healthy way to approach the challenge. Yeah, you know, (laughs) but it turns out that like, I actually can hold a conversation with my coworkers if I put in a little extra effort. So oh, yay. I love how many positive impacts this challenge had even totally unintentional ones like better workplace harmony. I had a really good conversation with a coworker about his Roomba. (laughs) And, like, I'm now this Roomba's biggest fan. So. Can we all become this Roomba's biggest fan? I'm just a fan of the Roomba franchise in general. But what surprised you? I feel like you mentioned a lot of them already, but... I did. I just jumped the gun. You know, you st- you're, like, 10 minutes of talking about this, and then suddenly it's 30. Um, I felt like 
it being so hard to do every single letter surprised me. Like, I was like, it's only 10 minutes. But like I said, I went over 10 minutes often. And that kind of derailed other things. But also the fact that the 10 minutes really just gets you back on track really surprised me. It doesn't seem like it would be so effective. But it was really effective. And because like, although it's just 10 minutes of each thing, it does tend to add up. Like, when my day job work was really hectic and I had to cram all the activities into the late evening, sometimes that just like wasn't realistic without losing sleep or becoming even crankier. So those are the days that I ended up not doing them because I was like, mm, do I go to bed an hour later or? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was also surprised that the letter that I kept missing was regroup. It should be the fastest one and the easiest one. But there were so many times where I feel like I went out of my way to do the other ones. And then I just realized I didn't do regroup. Or I didn't know what to do for regroup, and I skipped it. And it was, like, such a sad way to not complete the whole acronym. Aw. I actually got in the habit of just bringing my journal into bed with me before I go to sleep. And so I would, like, kind of regroup there and then just put it down, turn on a podcast, and go to sleep. That makes sense. That leads me to what hindered me this week. Okay. Which was that I felt like I needed more of a routine for the framework, personally. Like, I think I needed to be like, okay, that... 10 minutes of exercise is going to be like in the morning, for example, and that reading is going to be at night, like something where it stopped me from derailing the rest of my day by spilling over into other things I was supposed to be doing. So I felt like that sometimes hindered the rest of my life or my like freelance work life. Yeah, actually, I did something similar where I would carve out time in the morning and be like, okay, this is my exercise time. But then I would get tempted by something like fresh made coffee or Netflix. And I was just like so easily distracted from what I was supposed to be doing. Oh, those are two of the most tempting sirens. <laughs> but like conversely, what really helped was like carving out quiet space with no distractions, like shutting the door, making sure that I'm by myself. Yeah, I felt like sometimes I also got derailed where I'd be like, I mean, for one, I went on like a weekend trip at one point where I thought I would just go sequester myself. But of course, when you're with friends on a weekend trip, you're not you're not like, bye, have fun without me. I'll go be in my room now. Yeah, never happened. Reading quietly or working. It's yeah, that doesn't happen. And similarly, there was one day I was so mad because I had every letter except for writing. And I was like, it's okay, because at like 10pm tonight, I will do those 10 minutes. And then I'm pretty sure I just watched some Netflix and I was so tired. And then I was just like, ugh, so mad. <laughs> yup. Real life. Curse you, framework and all your letters. <laughs> what helped you write this week or inspired you? Kind of unrelated to writing itself, but I noticed that the day after I took the time to go to a museum exhibit in the evening, the writing the next morning came a lot easier and I got a whole lot done. So go to museums, listeners. They're good for you. Yeah, that makes sense. I think sometimes when you spend a whole day just not doing the thing, you're more grateful to get back to it. I don't even know if it was that. I think just like something about a whole lot of stimulus that you didn't have before being shoved into your brain at once is just really nice. Oh, that's really cool. For myself, I think it was I went to um, a book relaunch party for my friend Cena, who writes um, Marvel's Iceman comic. And so that book was canceled, and then it was saved by its readers, essentially, which was really cool. And so he had like a little party in LA to celebrate the like the new arc starting, essentially. And it was just really cool seeing him thrive and getting to catch up with other creative friends. And I felt like it was like the T of talk with a capital T of like, have a bunch of conversations with people that are really inspiring. So like, that was really awesome. Oh, that's so nice. Yay, congratulations. 
So what are your goals for next week? So I'm getting my wisdom teeth out this next week. So my goal is actually just to make sure I eat enough so I can heal properly and keep writing. (laughs) Oh, no. That's one of the reasons I'm glad we're doing kind of two-week challenges, because if you have a life thing that derails you for a week, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. I have my surgery, and then I have a business trip. We'll just see how this goes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Writing never sleeps. And then what are your goals for next week? I got some notes back on my book. So my goal is to see how many of those changes I'm able to implement in a week. So it's going to be a focus challenge for me. So overall judgment for writer framework? Pretty positive. I'm a fan. I'll probably keep doing it. Yeah, I thought it was successful. Just got to get that routine down. So yeah, challenge number two for season two is time tracking. The subtitle being self-surveillance. Which sounds so Orwellian. Honestly, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Even when we were discussing the parameters of the challenge, I got so uncomfortable and Lizzie got to watch me crumble. Yeah, Hazel was just like, no, 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 in body language. Uh, I'll do this somehow. So our main plan is to do two types of time tracking. One is to use an app that runs in the background on our computers and phones that just gives us an idea of how we're using our time. So it's just an unbiased source that says you're spending this much time on your phone. These are the sites and the apps that you're using um, so that we get a better idea of what we're really doing with our time. The second one is for us to record how much time we actually spend writing. So instead of saying like how many words did we write this week, we'll say how many minutes we wrote and see how that turns out. And if that changes over the course of getting some of this information back, or I guess it'll be interesting to see how often we check the the apps that are telling us how we're doing. Like if we check them daily or hourly, hopefully not. I'll probably check it a whole lot just because I'm super self-conscious of the whole idea. Oh no. (laughs) The other thing that we wanted to ask is um, while you're waiting for this next challenge to come out, We are planning on doing an episode later in the season about different writing apps. Like we want to try out a whole bunch and just give our thoughts about which ones are the easiest to use, the most conducive to creativity or writing. So if you have a writing app that you really like or the one that you are curious about, but you haven't tried it yet, maybe because it costs money, I've probably bought it already. So just send us a note about which apps you're curious about or which apps you want to hear us talk about and we'll review them on the podcast. Yeah, we can't wait to hear from you. And if you want to reach us with your suggestions, you can tweet at us at Lizzie and Hazel, and that's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com or on our Tumblr, which is carrotandstickpodcast. We also have an Instagram of the same name. Not as conducive to writing information and sending it, but like, if that floats your boat, I'll be on the Instagram looking for your suggestions. We will see it anywhere you put it. I think it's time for Weekly Favorites. Why, I think it is. Weekly (laughs) Favorites. Tell me about your Weekly Favorite. My Weekly Favorite is David Sedaris' new memoir, Calypso, which is just so delightful to read. I could just read his writing forever. And I think I also really love it because it's just not a genre that I write at all. And his life is so different from mine. And he just finds the most fascinating things that make life really interesting, you know? Like, I feel like we all, like, eavesdrop on people sometimes or have weird things happen to us in line at the DMV, but he records it all and finds exactly what's, like, poignant or hilarious about it. So uh, I just love him so much. One of favorite writers. So good. Yeah, I love David Sedaris as well. Uh, He is not my weekly favorite, however. 
my weekly favorite comes from the museum exhibit that I mentioned earlier. The Manga Weekly Jump did a series of exhibitions at this museum in Tokyo. And this one had all the titles that I actually cared about, so I decided to go. One of those titles was a manga that I was super obsessed with when I was a teenager called D. Gray Man. They had the original manuscripts of different pages, like, framed in the exhibit. Some of them had comments from the original artists. And this one was a frame of a character doing this, like, cool thing with, like, a fire spell. The comment from the author was like, this scene was so fun to draw. Even though it was my adorable baby setting himself on fire, it was so fun to draw. It felt so good. <laughs> and I was just like, that is such a real writer feeling. I totally understand this. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. I felt very close to her in that moment. Aw, that's delightful. I also love it when museums actually, you know, give some credit to like popular art or contemporary art that isn't like... I don't want to say really pretentious, but the popular arts are still arts. Oh no, like, this special exhibition for comics was more expensive than normal admission. (laughs) So don't worry, they are paying attention with their ticket prices. Of course. Any closing notes, Lizzie? We will see you next week once we have a new level of awareness about ourselves that we didn't want to have. Oh my god. Uh, Anyway. It's gonna be so good and so bad! Thank you to Slime Girls for our intro and outro music, You Belong, off the album No Summer, No Cry. And thank you, Robert Mai, for composing some of our incidental and extra music. We will see you in episode two. Track a cat, write some words. That poor cat! No! (laughs)